If you're planning a wedding, then this is a podcast for you with two shows per week and hosted by comedian and author Alicia McCormick. She'll help you become a bride chilla, make you laugh, and realize chair covers are ridiculous. What we've got here on our hands is a Friday quickie. That's what I'm talking about. We have made it to the end of another week, and it's been a big week for the uh, Alicia and Richard household because we are moving tomorrow. We're moving house. We found a lovely little new flat, and what I'm really excited about, by the way, it's Alicia speaking. If you're new to the podcast, this is how I roll, just barrel into it. I haven't got time to introduce myself. I'm a professional. We are moving, and what I'm really excited about is that there is a cupboard a space in this new house that we are going to convert into a quote-unquote studio. Now, you know when you go and inspect somewhere and you get all excited? We saw a lot of different flats. We've been flat hunting for a little while. And I saw this cupboard and I'm like, I can fit in that cupboard and we can soundproof it and I can make it really special and make it all my very own. Because space is a pre- of a premium in London. It really is at a premium is the best way to say it. And uh, now I'm having second thoughts about how big this cupboard actually is. Because on the day, I was delirious. And uh, we'd seen so many flats. And then we found this place. And we're like, oh, my God. And I actually said to the real estate agent when he showed me another wardrobe, there's a walk-in wardrobe, I lost my shit. I fully lost my shit. And I said to him, take my money, which is the worst form of negotiating you have ever heard of. No one. I think I'm like a good entrepreneur. I'm a businesswoman. I'm someone I think gets things done. And then I'm an idiot because we see this place after so many awful, tiny, crazy, noisy, weird flats. And we see this place and I was just like, we, we gave each other the magic eyes. Like, yes, we have to offer. We need to get this sorted right now. And when I said, take my money, Rich looked at me like, what are you, woman, what are you doing? But he was a lovely real estate agent and he did very well. And uh, we're in. So we are moving on Saturday. We're going to Ikea. I am taking the, (laughs) we're going to Ikea on a Saturday. (sighs) Pray for me. I'm not even religious and I'm saying pray for me. Pray for my marriage. And pray for everyone else that's at Ikea on the day. Pray to the Ikea gods, the Svagen Schnagen gods, who are going to help me get in and out. Because we have hired a van, and the van is for one day only. We need to get our shit from one flat to another, drop it off, drive to Ikea. Like, like, like I feel like we're going to be football players. We're going to just get people out of the way. We use our power elbows. I've printed a list off the Ikea website. This is probably going to be funny for all of you to listen back in a few weeks when I edit this thing together, but probably hellish for us. So there it is. That's what's happening. If you haven't heard Friday Quickies before, well, it's really just a time for me to catch up on Q&A episodes, voice messages that you've left me, and also a time to respond uh, to certain questions that have been asked last week. I always try and stay ahead with my records because I have a day job as well and a husband. So sometimes I'm a few weeks ahead in recording my podcasts and it can be hard to catch up with your responses. So I started to do this Friday quickie thing as a bit of a casual thing and now it's just become a full third episode of the show, which I have received many emails saying you're quite happy and delighted with. So thank you. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And uh, it's nice to be able to record this on a Thursday usually and have fresh information. 
I want to say a very big thank you to all of my Instagram and Facebook followers for participating in numerous competitions I've been running. See, now all the people not following me on the social medias are going, oh, she's running competitions? Why am I missing out on that? I could be winning stuff. Well, that's correct. I think you should jump on board, find me, follow me, and then you can be in the running for things next time. Two weeks ago, I asked all of you lovely people for your worst wedding worries that you are going to be ditching. Wedding things you're not going to worry about anymore. And uh, I had a lovely time reading through all of those responses. And actually, to be honest, I have collated them into a document and I will be recording an episode talking about some of the solutions that I can offer. And also, I love reading things that you have just shared, you've ditched, you've said, this is bullshit, I'm not going to worry about it anymore, forget it. And it's not always just wedding related things. There were lots of life related things, which I was very chuffed to hear you sort of acknowledge and say, listen, life is too short to worry about stupid little things. I'm going to try and shake it off. Taylor Swift style, and uh, move on. This week, I asked for your wonderful wedding hacks, tips, and, uh, well, I suppose shortcuts is what I really was asking about. And you had the most, I can't even speak, the most amazing ideas. Now, I've been making this podcast for, well, 15 months now, and there was stuff that you had said, you had suggested, that I've never heard of or thought of, and I nearly lost my mind. Someone at work um, recently said to me, oh, are you just sick of talking about weddings? Are you sick of just talking about stuff? Don't you run out of things to say? And I'm like, ah, uh, no. If you knew my listeners, you would know I am constantly kept on my little toes and also inspired by you because you send me wonderful ideas to talk about. You come up with lots of problems, soz, but it's good for me. And uh, and then when I ask you to help me out, you do it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Later in the show, I will be announcing the winner. I was giving away a save the date wedding podcast bride chill, a tote bag and a mug. I'm selling mugs now. They're fun. People ask me to sell mugs, so I made them. I'm also selling hoodies, zip up hoodies. So if you want to wear a bride chiller hoodie on your wedding day, because of course, like no shit, Alicia, I didn't even think about this. This is again, why you inspire me. Someone said to me, April wrote to me and said, "Uh, Alicia, I want to wear this on my wedding day, but I am wearing a t-shirt when I'm getting my hair done. And I thought, even Rich was like, yeah, why didn't you think of that? (laughs) Thanks, husband. So I have designed a hoodie that uh, says bride chiller on bride on one side and chiller on the other in the breast area, in the boozy area. And uh, I think it's quite fun. Quite, quite good. Also, maid chiller hoodies are available. And if you want me to do a groom chiller, I can do that too. But I sort of feel like guys might not wear that. Don't know. Feedback, always welcome. Lots to get through today, including a couple of questions and uh, a voice message. So shall we crack on? Yes. Yes, we shall. Hello, Alicia. Uh, my name is Danielle. I live in Providence, Rhode Island, um, which is in the United States. Okay. I already love her. I already know I'm going to love you, Danielle. Love your podcast. See, she loves the podcast. Again, I love her. And I'm really excited to talk to you and ask you some questions. Um, So 
it's kind of a strange um, situation because I myself am a wedding planner, but now I am engaged in planning my own wedding, which is so fucking bizarre. Already I'm feeling like Danielle is probably going to be a guest on this show. Um, Because now I'm not playing with other people's money, I'm playing with my own. So um, being that I am a very DIY person and I wanted to um, hand make a lot of decorations and get, you know, innovative with the location, whichever venue we choose to um, settle on. But I am hitting a bit of a roadblock with um, the costs of food. So I um, contacted one venue that I was very interested in, and to rent the venue itself was not very expensive, but they have an exclusive caterer that um, they use and won't let you use anyone else. And to have 150 guests, it's going to cost me $15,000 just for food, which I find absolutely fucking absurd and just super rude, if we're being honest. Okay, before I even let her go on, again, she's my kind of gal. I love that Danielle is a wedding planner and is also having issues with this sort of stuff. Because I know there are like thousands of people listening at home going, oh, I have exactly the same problem. Great venue, crazy expensive catering or great venue, crazy expensive fees that for many people are completely unrealistic. And it's disappointing when you come across that because then you're like, oh, man, I thought this was my dream place. But, you know, really, there's not a lot of people out there that could foot a bill like that. I haven't even let Danielle finish her question. She she should finish. So... I I guess I'm looking for um some advice from from you about ways to make sure that my guests aren't hungry um at whatever venue I choose because it's not going to be the one that uses that ven- that exclusive vendor cuz I just can't afford that. We can't afford that. It's just crazy. So what alternatives do you have for like different ways to feed my guests and make sure that they're happy, but also not spend my entire budget on food that they're probably just going to bitch about afterwards anyway, because that's usually the consensus at almost every wedding I've ever been to is that the food is cold or I can't believe it was $75 a plate for this chicken. And there's like three string beans on this plate and these little weird baby purple potatoes, like, what the fuck is this? So let me know what you think. Um, I'm kind of at my wits end because I could probably keep the budget of my wedding if it weren't for the food, like around like five or $6,000. But this food is just like driving it through the roof. So please help me. You're awesome. I wish I could have your accent. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, bye. Well, that's adorable, and uh, no one's really ever, <laughs> no one's ever said that to me before. Ah, oh, food weddings can be a problem. I don't know if I've shared this with you before, but Rich and I had a very similar sort of situation. We found this venue, as you know. I know I'm saying it like it's an old story. You might not know the story. We found a venue that we liked and we needed to bring a caterer to the venue because it wasn't really a conventional place. It was a house, a private house. But the the caterer we used was great. 
but they were expensive. And we were tight asses because we simply didn't have the funds to splash the cash. If we had access to more money, we would have spent way more money on food. However, we really knuckled down and negotiated to the point where the caterers fucking probably fucking hated us. So I feel like we were in a very similar situation to you, Danielle, that we were very keen to, well, we were really focused on having great food, but couldn't really spend super amounts of money on it. So we wanted to choose food that was seasonal and fresh and sassy. Sassy is not a great word to describe food, but we wanted things that weren't going to go cold and stodgy, that they were served quickly and that kept their sort of flavor and freshness when it was served. It wasn't just sitting on a table. It wasn't the same sort of chicken or fish boring wedding fare. Again, that might be fine if you just want to whack out a meal. We were really focused on having this sort of shared plate situation, which I know a lot of people are like, oh, shared plates are so bougie, so bourgeois, what a wank. Or they go the complete opposite and say, oh, shared plates is so common. People have really extreme views on this, but we decided we wanted to have nice trays probably not trays and not a nice way to describe it, but plates of beautiful food people could help themselves with that were served on each table. And therefore, we saved money because they didn't have to come and actually physically serve plates of food to people. So the caterers put together gorgeous meals, put them on the tables, people served themselves sort of like table-style, buffet-style. They weren't getting up to go to some sort of bain-marie or buffet. It was all on their own individual tables. But that actually saved us money. The other thing we did was we put together our own hors d'oeuvres and cocktail hour food. Now, some people would say, Alicia, you're crazy. Why would you do that when it maybe only saved you $500? But to be honest, the $500 that we saved, we put into lots of other things. We really, really knuckled down with our money. And I'm so delighted that we did it. I think I've got a photo. I will try and find it to put up to show you what we did. But we created um, this sort of table, like a grazing table is what we called it, with cheese and prosciutto. And see, I said that like I had some sort of culture, prosciutto. And uh, I can't even remember, dips and olives. We just bought a lot of lovely nibbly things that we could basically prepare the day before, put a bit of glad wrap or saran wrap or your plastic wrap over the top, wherever you may be. And then on the day, we got some of our lovely friends, helpers, slaves, to put it all out and set this table up. So the caterer went, fine, if you do that, you set that up yourself. We're not having nothing to do with it, but we're happy for you to do it because it's, you know, free for all. That actually, it really saved us money. People were happy with it. Oh my gosh, I just had a flashback. I made, oh my God, how did I forget this? Rich and I made arancini balls, like risotto balls, that you you make the risotto and then you roll it and then you fry them. You put cheese in the middle. We made a fuck ton of those in the at the house in the week before the wedding and we froze them and then we got one of our wonderful guests to pop them in the oven beforehand. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. It's just all coming back to me. So look, we did do a bit of preparation If food prep isn't your bag, I'm going to also let you in on another tip. Costco have really decent, like, party food stuff. And I don't mean, like, shitty party food. I mean, they have some classy party food. And just sort of big packets of lovely meat and cheese and things that you can basically pull apart and put on a fancy plate or tray 
and that stuff looks great. So I'm not saying you cater the whole wedding, but if you need to cut the corners and you can negotiate with your venue and also the caterer that you have, I would suggest trying to take on maybe a big grazing table, almost like a big table of yummies yourself. And um, it could go really well for you. It's just a suggestion. Obviously, you have to negotiate this stuff. Danielle, I'm sure you have some good contacts with this. But, you know, thinking laterally a little bit with with bringing your own stuff without meaning that you have to then obviously be cooking the day before. I'm certainly not suggesting that. But a little bit of DIY food stuff for some people might save money and also might save a little bit of craziness with the um, the organizational process with a caterer. Again, Horses for courses, we all have different needs and wants when it comes to what we want to do with DIYing. And as you know, I'm a big advocate of only taking on things that you think you can handle. But perhaps you have a crafty, good cooking, responsible family member that might be able to help you pull something like that off. I also think, Danielle, you need to be um, thinking about, you know, obviously you've been to many weddings, you know the sort of vibe you want to have, but the I still don't think a buffet is a bad thing. I know a lot of people are dark on it, but I also think that if you can do it well, uh, one thing I'd like people to Google is a wonderful chef in the UK called uh, Ottolenghi. If you've ever been to London and uh, gone to some hipster suburbs, you might see some of his cafes around. And we love uh, your Ottolenghi's work. He's amazing. When you go into his cafes, he has this sort of wall of food, which is um, basically it's plates of food on old big spindles and boxes and stuff. And then the lovely hipster cafe people who work there, who are all very classy, you go along and say, I'd like a little bit of this salad and I'd like some of this cake and I'd like this. And they serve your food and they weigh it. And then you pay for what you've ordered and then you sit down and you feel really good about yourself because it's amazing food. But the visual the visual look of his cafes, we took photos of it and took it home and said to our caterer, that's what we want with our shared table. That's what we want. And that to me is like a really smashingly good example of an amazing looking buffet without everything just being in big silver troughs like you're in the army. No disrespect to our army friends, you know. You're not in a big mess hall. It's a wedding. So I do think that buffets are sometimes underestimated. You can save a lot of money with buffets, but you can also maybe think creatively about how you're going to present the food and get ahead. Also, a big word to people who might be having some sort of buffet arrangement, get organized with how you want people to be served or get up and be served. Because I've been to a few weddings where people are like, great, we're going to have table number 17 now. And then table number 17 gets up. And then 45 minutes later, they're like, we're going to have table number 18 now. And table 17, people push ahead. And table 17 has already been uh, waiting for about five hours. It's chaos. It's like the apocalypse. People are trying to climb over each other. If you're doing a buffet, you need to be organized about how you want people to get up and get the food. Is it table by table? Is it line up and be polite? Is it kill each other for the last bread roll? I don't know. Think about it. I'll think about it. And I'll continue this this discussion after this break. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast is hosted by comedian Alicia McCormick. She's your virtual bridesmaid who's helping hashtag bridechillas everywhere. 
If you have a question for Alicia, visit SaveTheDatePodcast.com to send her a message and leave her a voicemail. You can even buy a Bride Chilla t-shirt and tote while you're there. I am Bride Chilla. Hear me roar! Danielle, thank you so much for leaving that voice message. It was a delight to hear, and I would like to hear from more. I'd like to hear more from you. I think it was great to hear from a wedding planner's perspective, and I feel like you might be a future guest on the show. Just feel like that might happen. Uh, I have a little bit of time for some more Friday quickie questions. If you would like to get in touch, visit savethedatepodcast.com where you can leave me a voice message like Danielle did. Or you can simply write me an email like Rachel has. She says, hey, Alicia, I love, love, love your podcast. It makes me feel like my wedding will be great, even though I'm spending $7,000 and not $50,000. Congrats. I'm in New Zealand. A few more shout outs for New Zealanders, please. <laughs> I love you, New Zealanders. I love Australians too, obviously. It is a second wedding for both of us. We're planning to ask that rather than gifts, our guests buy a bottle of wine to share with the table. We are paying for the meal and bubbles with the ceremony. Uh, All of the other drinks will be paid for your own. We plan to put the request out to buy a bottle of wine on the night rather than gifts in the info card in our invites. According to US websites, this is the height of rudeness, both to say it in the invite and not to provide all the drinks. But in New Zealand, we're more relaxed. Love to hear what you think. Cheers, Rach. Rachel, I am with you. Look, I know we had an we I had an etiquette expert on last year who said it is an absolute no-no to place any sort of advice about gifts or requests in an invitation. And and I tend to disagree. <gasps> contentious but I think there is nothing wrong if this is the plan that you are having for the day you need to be able to communicate it and I have no problem with that at all if you disagree write to me leave me a voice message but I think the fact that you are asking people to bring wine I think you're going to get some really nice bottles of wine coming along and people will be uh, happy to be bringing along their favorite drop I know If I've got to take a bottle of wine somewhere, I always try and take a bottle of wine that has a bit of a story or a connection. There's a there's a bottle shop, bottle shop. Do we call? We're not allowed to call that here. An off license, a place where you purchase wine. In Australia, we'll go. Oh, it's a bottle o. You know, we like to shorten things. Uh, There's a bottle shop, uh, wine person near us who has a great collection of Australian wine. And I always sort of go in there if we're going to a dinner party or something and find a bottle of Shore and Smith Sauvignon Blanc. It's my favorite wine. If you ever want to send me wine, don't, don't bother. But it is really nice. And I know that it's got a story behind it because we had that wine at our wedding and I bloody love it. It's from the Adelaide Hills. If you're ever looking for a crisp, fruity serve, that's what I'd suggest. So look, I think you are completely in your uh, politeness zone, Rachel, to ask people to do that. You will probably be getting some extra wine to st- <laughs> to keep. Look at me already thinking ahead that you'll be having a whole big cellar of wine left over. And I think it's really nice. I think people would love it. And also, if it's a way for you to be able to afford the wedding that you want, then I think it's great. No, forget it. Boo to silly, stuffy etiquette. And it's not like you're saying, please bring a $100 bottle of wine. You're just saying, look, this is how we're doing it. Everyone bring wine. 
We'll all enjoy it. We'll share. We'll be a community. No, I like it. Do you like it? Of course you do. Right. That sounded aggressive, unnecessarily aggressive. I just got angry at etiquette because, you know, as I always sort of say, etiquette is something, well, it's something that everyone sort of sees differently. There's sort of basic stuff. It's social etiquette, how we are supposed to act to not look like an idiot or a dickhead and be polite. But then there's also sort of, I think we have to be flexible a little bit with etiquette, especially surrounding weddings. And, you know, obviously I've got listeners all over the world and some people would be listening to this going, well, there is no way I would put something like that in my wedding invitation. But I'm saying from where I'm from, us people from the bottom of the globe, that seems perfectly reasonable. Rachel, I salute you and I thank you very much for taking the time to write and share that great idea. I think it's a good idea. Now, Betsy, Betsy wrote to me and she says, uh, hi, I am two months out from my four months total planning time wedding. Whoa. And discovered you in capitals just in time. Phew. <laughs> Read the people who had the, okay, this is, she's, she's bouncing back to a couple of weeks ago in a Friday quickie. The people who had the $2,300 bed on their gift registry a compassionate slash devil's advocate moment since I just finished with the surprisingly hellacious process of setting up my very own registry. They may have the item on there so that they get a completion discount after the wedding. Oh, some, sorry about that loud noise. Some stores will give you 10, 15, 20% off, but only if it was already on your registry. Maybe they just want a fancy-ass bed as a gift, but it may be a way for them to afford a really nice piece of furniture themselves after the fact. Who knows? Thank you for everything, Betsy. Betsy, I love you. You're a lateral thinker. It's great. I never even thought of that. that, that she's, they, they could be using the bed registry as a way to get ahead and get a discount off another item. Man, that's clever. I have no problem with people adding bigger items to registries if they need it. I think if you need a bed and you don't need, I don't know, kitchen shit or uh, sheets, then buy the bed. Get people to buy the bed. Then you can have sex on that bed and enjoy it. There it is. Didn't need to mention sex, but we all know that's what you're doing on the bed when you're getting married. Oh, great. Betsy, thank you for that. I like your feedback and I like that you have educated me on uh, a bit of extracurricular registry information. Fabulous. Right, before I wind this shindig up, I have to give away the prize. Honestly, if I had the funds, I would give all of you a motherfucking prize because the hacks are amazing. And I'm going to probably get two or three shows out of them. I'm not even kidding. They're such great, they're such great ideas. I had to choose a winner and this is not not to disrespect the winner because your you answer was great, but there were so many, oh, shush, just unanswered Alicia, stop it. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? There were so many great answers. I could have gifted you all everything, but now I can't do that because I have to pick a winner. It has to be just one person. How totes orcs was that? There will be, can I just, before I announce it, there will be another Another competition next week. I think these are great. Uh, the winner of the competition is an Instagram user called Aozel 
Aozel, A-O-Z-E-L-L. She says, I am having my bridesmaids rent their dresses from Rent the Runway. Now, I just want to say she is not the only person that has suggested that. And I feel like Rent the Runway might be an excellent sponsor for this show. And I'm going to look into that. I really am, because I think they fit the mold of what we're trying to do here quite well. We found a super fun and sparkly Badgley Mishka. Can I ever say that properly? Did I say that right? Badgley Mishka? Mm. Dress for only $35. Talk about a deal. I wasn't going to ask my best friends to spend $200 plus on a dress that they may never wear again. The idea of that is insane to me. And just to be sure the fit is good, I rented a few uh, for our bachelorette party weekend for a quick fitting and accessory check. They send you two sizes with each dress, so I only ordered two and will be getting four different sizes delivered. Man! Also, that's a really good tip. My fiancé and I are getting married at a relative's B&B in North Carolina, which they are letting us have for cost only. Obviously, this was pretty lucky for us, but uh, goes a long way with using friends and people you know as vendors. Thank you so much for that. I am going to DM you the details. Well, you can DM me your address and uh, things, and I will send you the tote bag and the mug to say thank you very much. And uh, also, if you are a newsletter subscriber, I'm doing a couple of exclusive competitions, discounts, and uh, other things on there too. So if you aren't a subscriber, get on board. It's free. I send out like maybe one newsletter a week. Sometimes I get busy and don't do it. Just unsubscribe when you're not interested anymore. There it is. I'm not offended. I know you've got lots of things happening in the inbox, but if you're interested, jump on board, savethedatepodcast.com, leave me a voice message, get involved. I've got lots of competitions and ideas coming up and hopefully some good partnerships where I will be doing some giveaways with other people's stuff as well. If you're a wedding vendor and you're listening to this and you have an item that you would like to maybe partner with me to give away to bride chillers and groom chillers, get in touch. I'm always open to suggestions and opportunities and it's great to spread the word over startups, smaller companies and wedding vendors who are making great stuff. I love supporting other people and I love that they support me too. It's all just a big loving. All right, have a great weekend. Oh, think about me moving boxes tomorrow and beautiful rich and uh, our trip to Ikea. I'll probably will eat meatballs. All right. Until Monday's episode, which is all about wedding technology. It's great. Cutting corners, using technology and apps. It's a really fun episode and it's full to the brim of information that will help you. Uh, well, look, save time, money and your sanity, as I always say. Love you all. Happy days. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it. Do you remember that time when you were maybe 18 or 19 and far too old to be going to your parents asking for money, but you sort of were short and you needed to, and it was sort of a little bit debilitating, demoralizing? I don't know what the right word is for you here. I need a thesaurus. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm asking you for money, and I've tried to make it fun and interesting and throw a personal anecdote in the beginning to make it less orcs. And I don't know if it's worked. Here's the thing. I would love for you to become a Save the Date supporter. I'm not asking for millions of Donald Trump dollars here. Gross. I feel gross for even saying his name. I'm sorry. What I'm asking for you is like a little tip of the hat. If you enjoy the show, find value in the show, perhaps instead of purchasing five coffees this week, you could give those five coffees to me. Not literally. I just mean in monetary form. Don't send coffee. 
please visit savethedatepodcast.com slash support for more information and a very handy PayPal button. Kisses.